0: special this morning.
1: Every day they pass me by, I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care Headed who knows where Only they go through private pain Living fear to fear Laughter hides their silence Jesus, he is. people need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end, a broken dreams is the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize? People need. call to take his love to a world where wrong seems right what could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost through his love our hearts can feel All the grief, they must hear the words of God, only we can share. People need the Lord, people need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he's the open door, people need the Lord, people need the Lord. Our lives for. Peace.
0: Go ahead and open your Bibles uh, to the book of Luke chapter 7. And here in Luke chapter 7, let's stand for the reading of God's Holy Word. Looking at this subject, a great man, a great man. We've been in Luke chapter 7. There's just some great stories. All of these stories happen right after the Sermon on the Mount. And if you can look back there and uh, look at that, we're just going to read a few of the verses, Luke chapter 7. Beginning with verse 18. And it says, And all the disciples of John showed him of all these things. And John calling unto him, two of his disciples sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, they said, John the Baptist hath sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or should we look for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities and plagues, and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John what things you have seen and heard, And how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised, and to the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he, whoever shall not be offended in me. Father, thank you for the reading of your holy word, the privilege that we have, and the freedom we have together to gather together. May we not take it for granted, and may we be bold in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for being a part of that. John, this is John the Baptist. Uh, this story of course here in Luke chapter 7 talking about a great man. Now, I call him a great man because that's uh the adjective that Jesus uses or uses a little bit later on in verse 28. He said, "Among them that's born of women there hath not arisen a man greater" Than John the, so Jesus uses the word great to describe John the Baptist. And so we should also, this is a great fellow. Now he's the last of the prophets. Now think about this. This is John the Baptist. He has a mission in life even under rough circumstances. The very first of all, he has a, a great stress in his life a a great problem great uh uh, pressure on him we find at this time if you look at it the reason he had to send two disciples hey would you go check on jesus and say what's happening out there reason being is he's in prison he said you know he ended up in prison because he was preaching to herod hey you don't need to be sleeping around well he arrested him all right and so, uh, he got in trouble because of his preaching and what he was preaching. We think about prison. You know, of course, Paul ended up in prison. Jesus ended up in prison. The apostle Peter ended up in prison. All these guys ended up in prison for preaching or standing for the truth. There's a lot of countries that uh, where preachers and missionaries, it's illegal and it's getting to where uh, there's so much scrutiny under hate crimes that it could, and in matter of fact, in Canada, it's a crime for preachers to preach against the sin of homosexuality, to say that it's a sin. They say that's a hate crime. You're singling out a group and as being hateful. Actually, I mean, it'd be kind of like whether you're preaching against uh, the sin of, of drinking or the sin of gambling or the sin of... Uh, sex outside of marriage, you know, well, you're singling out of groups or people. There, too, people that choose to participate in a lifestyle or a particular sin. I got to telling uh, Joel, I said, you know, our missionary committee meeting, he was here uh, three Sundays ago and he shared his burden with the church about a possible transition and change in his ministry. And uh, he spoke to the deacons and spoke to the missionary committee and then he preached that Sunday night. And uh, I got to thinking, you know, can you imagine, you know, in us as a missionary committee, we, we sit back and we try to, of course, listen to all the information and go through it so we could the missionary committee can offer good uh, advice to the church because you sift through all this information. And I was was telling, uh, I think I was telling Trey and Joel this, I said, can you imagine the missionary committee, you know, the church that sent out Paul was Antioch, there in northern Syria location. Can you imagine the missionary committee meeting and saying, well, hey, y'all here, man, our missionaries in jail again? Man, we just got a letter, you know, and this this uh, messenger came in, and our missionary is in jail again. Man, he got beat up, he got mugged, he got this and that. You know, man, they probably had some interesting missionary committee meetings back, thinking about what is Paul and Barnabas going through, what is Paul and Silas going through. Man, he's up, and guess what? He's on death row now. Our missionary that we sent out, he ended up on death row. In Rome. And of course, he did end up losing his life, beheaded for the cause of Christ. Well, guess what's going to happen later to John the Baptist? (laughs) He's going to be beheaded also. So, and it's all for doing his uh, doing and living for the Lord. There's a famous quote that uh, came about a book, a writer used it one time. Uh, The title of it was Tough Times Never Last, But Tough People Do. And uh, that's, of course, that can, hopefully that describes us that, you know, all of us can go through difficult times. I've, uh, you know, been through difficulties. You've been through difficulties. All of us have been through tough times. But realize, tough times, the Bible says, as a matter of fact, Paul said, Our light affliction is just but for a moment, but there's waiting for us an eternity out there that you can't even imagine if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now I want you to, uh, go to a few pages over to the book of John and look at John the Baptist's great role in John chapter 1. And what is his job? You know, you think about John the Baptist. I remember one time uh, uh, working with a a Church of Christ fellow, and uh, and he was uh, we were talking about is baptism necessary for salvation, and of course it isn't. But we were talking about names, and I said he said, well, the Bible says over here that the churches of Christ met, and there is a verse that says that. And uh, later on, is Romans or Acts, either one. And uh, then I said, well, what about John the he was John the what? <laughs> and I was trying to get, I, I didn't want to say it, I wanted him to say it. He was John the what? <laughs> okay, come on now, and I was trying to get my Church of Christ buddy I was working with to say, John the Baptist. Okay, there we go. See, we've got scripture for our name too. And, uh, but it's not in a name, it's what you believe. Because you can have any name up on the door and believe something that's just totally outlandish or totally wrong. So it's not what's posted above the door that matters, it's what does the Bible say. What was his role? What was John the Baptist's role? First of all, in John chapter 1 verse 6, there was a man sent from God, simple, where did he get his authority to baptize? You know, and from then on, John, you know, so, so there wasn't a church before John. As a matter of fact, John never was a member of a church anywhere. He just came and he baptized people and, and Jesus took, where did he get his authority? Who said he could do that? Did he just make up his own authority? You know, I could go out here and say, and just drag you off and put you in my own prison somewhere. You don't have the authority to do that. Right! I don't have the authority to put anybody in jail. But guess what? John had authority. He had, who, where'd he come from? Where'd he get his authority? Well, it says right here, there was a man sent from God. That's right. So he, God gave him a, he called him, matter of fact. He said, you're going to preach and prepare. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that we'll refer to later in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1. It says, I'm going to send a messenger one day who will prepare the way for Jesus. So John comes along. He baptizes people. In verse 6, it says in 7, he his job, his role, the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, Jesus, that all men might through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. So that's his role. Now, back on up to Matthew. Still looking at this great man. He had a great role. He was a great preacher. He had great presentation. Matthew chapter 3. And uh, verse 1, what was his message? In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Ju- I was cold earlier, but I'm warming up now. <laughs> y'all may be cold, but I'm eight feet higher than y'all. All right? <clears throat> but anyway, it says here, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent! That's his message. To change, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. There's somebody coming. There's somebody coming. And he was an announcer. He was a herald, or <laughs> he was a preacher. He was a proclaimer. This great man. He had a great message, and his message was uh, of repentance. And uh, matter of fact, Jesus later on, whenever he gets to preaching, and it's not in our outline anywhere. But if you, my Bible just flip one page in chapter four, verse seventeen, Jesus began to preach, and guess what his message was? In John four seventeen, repent repentance means turn from the way you're going turn in a different direction turn to me and so he had a great message he also had a neat mantle now there's matter of fact if you look up in a webster's dictionary there's about four or five different definitions for mantle one of them is a fireplace mantle (laughs) there's all kind of mantles there's also a mantle meaning a cloak you can wear and uh his cloak in verse four i'm back in matthew 3 4 and it says this the same john had his raiment of camel's hair and a leather girdle about his loins and his meat was locust and wild honey. Uh, I don't know who in the pastor's pal, uh, not Pastor Powell, but Pastor Appreciation, I got some a pickled okra yesterday or last Sunday. And uh, that was good. Salsa, man, that was good. I've been eating on it. been trying it out. And me and uh, Lauren uh, came over and, and she was there and she was visiting Caleb for some reason. I don't know, hanging out around him. And uh, so, and we're there and we're eating sauce and me and Lorna's trying it out. And I said, and I was looking at stuff. Oh, there's pickled okra. And I said, um, Caleb, I said, Fear Factor, come back on. I'll give you 20 bucks, his price is high, if you'll eat one pickled okra. Dad, I don't know about that, Dan. Lorna's saying, I want to eat a hundred of them. <laughs> eat it, Caleb. He said, okay. And I, he said, "I have to eat the stem." No, you ain't got to eat the stem. Just eat the eat that. You know, it's about three and a half inches pickled okra. I said, "Come on, son, have guts." Okay, and and, and he he said. It took him more. Now think about this locust and wild honey. He finally worked it up just all at once. He said, come on, don't, if you hesitate, you're not going to do it. He couldn't get the thing to swallow. And uh, he was working on it, working on it. He said, by the way, before that, he said, dad, lay the 20 down right there. I want to see it. And so this fellow, he had a, he did, he ate it. He got his $20. I've had to do that his whole life. He does the same way with string beans. The fellow, I don't know, something wrong. And uh, so anyway, and so he loves to to put me, to, I have to challenge him to try new things. And I don't know about this fellow's diet. I remember one time I was in Wells, Texas. And, and uh, uh, my good friend Larry Bartlett was sitting beside me. We hadn't even met at that time. And uh, I said, the new preacher, he's right there. Where? I was wearing my overalls. I used to love to wear overalls. I didn't wore them all out and hadn't bought any more. But And uh, he said, Where? Right there he's wearing overalls. i never seen a preacher wear overalls before. And uh, so my granddaddy always grew up wearing overalls. I wore overalls and boots and, and so on and so forth. And he said, Well, what's a preacher supposed to look like? I said, I thought the same thing. you know. And uh, so guess what? This preacher, he's got... Camel hair, leather girdle. I mean, this fellow, he didn't look like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. and said He didn't look like any preacher. But guess what? He was called of God to preach a message. And God had a mission for him. And it didn't matter about the clothes he wore. It didn't matter about eating uh, pickled okra or or locust and wild honey and all that. His method in verse 6, believe it or not, is that people would come to him and saying, well, we won't end on the show. We want to be baptized. He said, you start acting like a saved person, I'll baptize you then. I'm not baptizing you unless you start. I know. I've seen you in town cussing, carrying on. I said, you're not saved. You don't know the Lord. He said, bring forth fruit. Meat for repentance, if you read that there in verse 8. Bring forth fruit, therefore fruits meet for repentance. And matter of fact, in verse 9, they thought they was all that. I tell you, we're Jews, we're white people, we're black people, we're Mexicans. I don't care who you think you are. I don't care if you're Abraham's child, that ain't a ticket into heaven. That ain't gonna get you into heaven who you kin to or what color of skin you have or what you look like or how much your income is or how much you're educated. Y'all think you're better than everybody else. Y'all ain't going to heaven, I guarantee you. Jesus called them out. John the Baptist was just as bad as Jesus was. He would call them out. And, um, he said, I guarantee you, these stones would cry out. Y'all, I mean, these people did uh, raise up children in Abraham. Verse 10, he said, and now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. So he preached a rough message, which means judgment day is coming. You don't bring forth, you don't get saved. And we don't see it probably because you're not saved. Well, that was powerful. And I think about we need more of that today. There's a very famous passage In the book of Psalms, chapter 126. We need more, I guarantee you you know what, we need more repentance. In tears today. We don't have enough people broken-hearted over the lost. We're more broken over over uh, you know what the government's doing. And, and sure enough, we could all get on a tangent about the government or or, or times or morality or, or our own selves. We could get carried away with everything. But we need people that'll be broken over lost people. We need people and church members that'll be broken because because kids are are not doing what they should, or or we're not doing what we. Should or we don't care to witness to others we won't share the gospel but it's all about us you know most people come to church and instead of eating a pickled okra it looks like they've been sucking on one the entire time before they get to church and they come to church mm, 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 and that's about as big as their small they ain't only got one and there's no J-O-Y down inside of them because J-O-Y stands for Jesus first, others second and yourself last that's what J-O-Y is. And if you don't have that in that order, you'll you'll look like you've been suckled on a pickled okra. And that's what it'll look like. There's no J-O-Y inside of our heart because Jesus has to be there. Amen? Or oh me? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say? Psalms 126, verse 5, They that sow in tears shall reap in... J-O-Y, J-O-Y, he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed, what is that? The Word of God, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing the sheaves with him. I wonder why people are getting saved. Maybe promised land is proclaiming the Word. Maybe promised land is proclaiming the We need repentance today. We need to change. We need, and folks, you can just wash the outside all up. Jesus, as a matter of fact, this is in my daily Bible reading this week. Jesus was getting on them Pharisees and he said, you can wash the outside of the plate and the saucer and the cup. It's still filthy on the inside. True repentance is turning. And not turning over a new leaf, is turning away and denying and turning the him. You know, John the Baptist was a great person. Paul was, and, and all of you can think of great preachers that you've loved and great people that you think are Christians. And I don't care how great they are. Even great people doubt. And John the Baptist doubted. That's why he sent those guys. Even great people have struggles. Everyone has doubts. Everyone, you know, everyone has doubts and struggles in their life was Jesus was Jesus who he said he was and he sent those messengers to him. Jesus was fulfilling scripture. He said, "Go your way and tell John go your way and tell john tell john what that you know I'm not going to turn over there and read that Isaiah 35 scripture I think it's in your in your outline and and but all that is is that's a fulfillment that's a, that they said it was going to happen in the Old Testament. And guess what? Jesus made it come to pass. Matter of fact, you know, you think well, everything Jesus did was accidental. No, it wasn't. He did everything to fulfill His purpose. And just like John the Baptist did. He knew that He was the forerunner of the Messiah. He said, I come uh, to preach unto you, but there's coming one mightier than me. who's who. I'm not even uh, unworthy to tie his Nike shoes up or down either way. Can, I'm, I'm not worthy to touch his shoes and I had the privilege of baptizing him and he's the son of God tell John tell John what? that scripture being fulfilled the lame are walking the dead are being raised the, the deaf are hearing the blind are seeing and the gospel being preached to poor people John the Baptist was one of those poor people And so, he was doubting. Folks, I don't know what kind of pressure John was under in that prison cell. He was under a lot of pressure. What do we need to tell John? They went back. You know what those two disciples... All it says here that these two guys, two of his followers, two of his Bible study friends... Said, would you go check? Maybe, maybe I messed up. Maybe there's something else out there. When they got back, you know what they said to John? Jesus is who he said he was. He's the real deal. Matter of fact, if you, if you look at it in verse 21, I'm just kind of jumbling up here, but it says he did all that in the same hour. He says, okay, you want to see something? Boom, 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 boom. But he did it to show that he was who he said he was. Jesus didn't do a miracle to show off or or or, or just said, well, I came just to heal. Because if he healed, remember what I told you about uh, the dead being raised last week? If we had a cure to cancer right now, God were to give me one. Folks, it's a temporary solution because we're all going to die. You can heal everybody of cancer. Cancer would just be wiped it, but guess what? It's going to get you something else to get you, because the Bible says we're all going to die. Matter of fact, He raised Lazarus, He raised the widow's son, He raised Jairus's daughter. But guess what happened to them? They all died again. There's only one way to live forever, and that's to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Finally, and lastly, Jesus is a great compliment. <clears throat> What we're going to do is we're just going to start with verse 24. And just, Jesus said, Hey, what'd you go out in the wilderness to see? A reed shaken in the wind? Basically, this. Know this. You, Jesus, and a lot of people, there's two things, that, two uh, analogies you can use with that reed shaking in the wind. Uh, it had to do with a circus sh- side show. Or somebody that was swayed with the wind. And guess what? John the Baptist was neither. He said he's not a sideshow. i sure he looks different. He doesn't dress like you do. He doesn't live like you do. But he's not a sideshow. And guess what? He's not a compromiser. He's not going to compromise on the truth either. Uh, ben with the like a reed shaking in the wind. Guess what? In verse 25, he wasn't worried about pleasing people. There's a lot of people who put pressure, uh, even on preachers today. And there 's a lot of pressure to 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 preach this or to not preach that or or preach this way or not preach that away or to preach the gospel or add this or add that take away this, but folks the, he didn 't bend he didn 't uh, uh, turn either way all we 're supposed to preach is right here in this book from Genesis to revelation, and it 's all about Jesus and lifting him up and so jesus didn't and John the baptist didn't bend with popular opinion or pressure from the community now he didn't listen to those people in the community either he what did john the baptist do he preached what god put upon his heart he said in verse 25 what you what went you out for to see a man clothed in soft raiment he's not wearing a american eagle <laughs> He's not wearing something from Air Apostle. He's not wearing something from Old Navy. He's wearing something from Goodwill. I'll tell you where it came from, okay? That's where he got his clothing from, Goodwill. A Walmart or Dollar General, that's where he got his lineup from. You know, regular. He was a regular country boy out there from the Judean wilderness. But guess what the Bible says about him? He was a man sent from God. That's right. So, so, it wasn't, he, so in other words, he didn't try to fit in. People that try to fit in are trying to listen to others. If you're trying to fit in, you're just trying to listen to other people. That's what he wasn't guilty of. That's what he didn't do. He wasn't out to listen to other people. He wasn't a people pleaser. Verse 27 says it all. This is he of whom it is written... And this is a quote out of Malachi 3.1, which says this. You want to sum this up in country boy terminology? All his purpose was, was to live God's Word. What about you this morning? Now, I know I've got 12.04 or whatever the time is. Y'all hang in there. Y'all done great. We've had a lot of good to celebrate from everything from an awesome special to these fine young people getting saved. Cody's younger means I can call him a young person, okay? And we're celebrating, folks. We're celebrating this morning. But it's, listen, are you living a life like John that I, I need to live to please God? That's who I need to live for. I need to live to obey Him. That's what He lived for. Jesus finally gave him His compliment. Verse 28. For I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there's not a greater prophet than John the Baptist. But he is least in the kingdom of God. He that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Which means this John was never a member of the very first church that existed, which is the one that Jesus took and he organized. During his ministry. And let me show you a scripture that explains this just a couple of pages over. And I don't think I have it in your bulletin. But I think I did put it on the screen. In Luke 10:23, Just a couple of pages over. This tells you exactly what that's talking about. Luke 10:23 says this. He turned unto the disciples privately. He said, blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them. Which tells me this. How many people never lived during the time of a New Testament church? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They'll all be part of the kingdom. But they don't get the privilege to be in a part of it a, A time period, a dispensation, a time period that you have. And how many of us, we have the privilege of even being a part of a New Testament church in a free country. And that's another privilege. How many people have church with no church building? Did you know the majority of churches today are not in a church building? They're under a shade tree in Africa, in a house church in China. Or some other secret location. The majority. You say, well, there's thousands of churches. I'm talking about real churches, true churches. I believe there's a bunch of them and a bunch of unknown ones. But I guarantee you, God knows who they are. So I'm going to ask you this. Will you be faithful to Him? Will you say, well, I'd like to, for Jesus to give me a compliment. Will you choose to live for Him? Will you put Him first as we prepare for Him invitation? Whatever the Lord may be laying upon your heart this morning whatever he may be asking you to do let's pray father <clears throat> father we thank you for this opportunity it's an opportunity to belong to one of your new testament churches an opportunity to follow you in obedience to obe- to be obedient to every opportunity that you give us if there's somebody here this morning and they've <clears throat> maybe they've been trusting in just being a, a, a good person—it's great, but we know that that's not that—that that doesn't save you. And Father, that just being saying we believe in you doesn't save us, but it's calling on you and asking you, trusting you as the only way. Father, realizing that we're all sinners and that's why you died and rose again for us. In Jesus' name, amen.